It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Welcome to Powering Through Life on the Divas That Care Network. I'm your host, Teresa Sims, and I'm a transformational life coach, an award-winning author, and a multiple number one best-selling co-author. Each week on Powering Through Life, my guests and I will discuss a special topic that is close to their heart. Together, we will explore the challenges they have faced in life and learn what strategies and tools they have used to power through their lives. So welcome to Powering Through Life. Welcome back to Powering Through Life. I have an incredible guest with me today, Tyson Sharp. And after coaching hundreds of online business owners, Tyson started realizing that the vast majority of entrepreneurs were looking to succeed in order to fill a void within themselves. It's now Tyson's mission to help people achieve external success along with inner peace by heightening their level of consciousness. And oh, what a lovely topic this is. Tyson, welcome to Powering Through Life. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm really glad we get to do this, even though you're where in Australia? Yeah, I'm in Melbourne. Yeah, other side of the world, but you know, that doesn't stop us connecting. Absolutely not. And we can make it happen no matter what, right? You got it. (laughs) Right. And I love the topic that you want to discuss today. And it's how to overcome fear and feel enough in business. Now that can apply to personal life as well. Is that not right? That's, that's totally, totally correct. I mean, that's the the number one pattern that I've noticed uh, within a lot of people. And, um, the only thing is because I've noticed it within myself, you know, when we go and try to achieve, like you said, in the, in the, in the intro and in the bio, it's like, we're trying to fill that void within our, ourselves that says, that says I need to achieve in order to feel enough, right. In order to feel worthy, in order to feel safe, for example. And so they're the topics I love tackling and, um, and what I love helping people shift within, within their psyche. Mm, that's fantastic work you're doing. I know I dabble in a bit of that as well in my coaching practice. So uh, we are of the similar vein there. So good to know, right? Definitely. <laughs> so Ty- uh, Tyson, what's the number one pattern that holds most people back from success and inner peace in their life? Yeah, well, it's it's basically what we're touching on now. It's like a lot of people are trying to build a business, for example, or like you say, power through life. And, um, and what I found is that most people are doing that out of fear, right? They're trying to build that next level of success, um, out of fear and scarcity because they, they feel like they have this underlying current, this story that says, I need to achieve that in order to feel how I want to feel, right? I need to achieve that in order to feel enough, in order to feel worthy, in order to feel, you know, joyful, in order to feel fulfilled. And therefore, when you operate from that story, you basically, you know, put all your energy in life from a place of fear that says, if I don't achieve it, that means I won't be enough. Right? If I, if I fail, then I'm, I'm not going to be loved. And, um, and that's the number one pattern I've noticed, especially here in the Western world 
Um, and it drifts all the way back. You know, when, when we were children, we basically had an unconscious belief that, you know, if we're not loved, we won't survive, right? Anyone who's dabbled into psychotherapy or any of those deeper levels of psychology will know that we all have these sort of rules within us that say, you know, if I'm not loved when I'm, when I'm uh, vulnerable as an infant, you know, I won't survive. And therefore we develop patterns of ways of being, you know, that attract that love and that get that love uh, to us is our very survival. And here in the Western world, especially the strategy that worked was achievement. And so we find that we have this unconscious pattern that says I need to achieve right in order to feel enough. Cause when I did, when I was a child, I got love and I got at least the attention you know, from those who that, that I craved the most that meant my very survival. And now when we have a business and we're starting a business and we're, we're growing and we're, oh, we're achieving in life at all of our goals, we don't realize that we're doing that in order to feel enough. You know, that, that, that unconscious blueprint is still running. And therefore um, what I find is that a lot of people can get stuck because when they run into an obstacle, all of a sudden the fight flight response kicks in uh, and it, you literally think you're going to die, right? Because your unconscious mind is linked, has linked that. But really that's where I find not, not everyone is tapping into the deepest parts of them, the deepest levels of resourcefulness, the deeper levels of love, the deeper levels of service, right? the deeper levels of joy and fulfillment um, because they have this unconscious blueprint that's running in their, in their mind and in their body. Where did that blueprint come from? Is that directly from childhood, young experiences, that sort of thing? Yeah. I mean, it, it differs for everyone, but the majority, um, the majority of the time it does come from that. So a question, um, a lot of psychotherapists and a lot of personal development, um, gurus like Tony Robbins will always ask you the question of whose love did you crave the most as a child? And, um, and who did you have to be, right? Who did you have to be in order to get that love? And that will give you a really good indication of where your patterns are coming from. So for me, for example, um, when I was growing up, I unconsciously learned uh, that if I was funny, I was able to get that love and get that attention or get that worthiness from, you know, from, from peers that said I'm valuable. And so therefore I was running a, a pattern that says, as long as I'm funny, I'll be enough which to my unconscious mind said, as long as I'm enough, I can survive. And I remember when I started my coaching business, I actually had a little bit, I struggled a little bit with this internal conflict that said, you're actually going to have to start talking about some serious stuff, you know, where <laughs> my whole life I was going through, I was going through uh, school and, 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 and my education and, and all those different things. I was just basically going through life, being able to make a joke out of anything. And I, I found it really tough to talk about some serious topics. And then when I started coaching, I'm like, man, I'm going to have to develop that muscle and develop that skill. And it wasn't something that I was used to um, because I had this, this pattern that said, you need to be funny in order to be enough. And so many people can relate to this in terms of they have that belief, right? They can start noticing that belief that says, I need to succeed in order to be enough. I need to be funny. I need to be um, pretty. I need to be whatever, whatever it may be, right? I need to so be smart. Was that your turning point or your awakening when you realized that you needed to stop making everything so funny 
and be a little bit more serious and dive deep into things? Was that the turning point for you? Uh, the turning point really for me, uh, a huge turning point um, was when I actually started meditating and started looking at these patterns. So I was growing a, a, my, my coaching business. I had done six years of university in, in all areas of psychology and I finished with my, my master's in, in organizational psychology and human resources, that sort of thing. But I was a lost little puppy. I had no clue what I wanted to do. <laughs> and so I, uh, I actually jotted off to Canada and lived in Canada for two years. Um, but it was when uh, uh, there was a couple turning points for me. One was when I uh, found myself living in Toronto and while, while I was living there, I was living in a room that was about eight foot by about 16 foot. That was, that was it. It was just a room. I had no lounge room. I had uh, no bedroom. It was just basically um, one bed. And then I had a mini fridge and a toaster oven next to it. And then that was basically it. And the biggest challenge I had back then was uh, stopping the mice in the walls, scratching holes through to my room. <laughs> and that was like a, okay, I think there might be something more to life and more to my potential than, you know, patching up the holes in the walls that the mice are trying to get through. Um, and that's when I really got into personal development and really started working on myself and, and, and started to, you know, explore my passions, right? Cause I had no clue what I wanted to do. I was, I was working as a dishwasher in a local, local Mexican restaurant. Mm -hmm. And I just started reading. I started doing a lot of courses and, um, studying a lot of topics around health, wealth, um, you know, happiness and success and all those different things. And a huge turning point for me was when I actually invested half of everything I had in the bank and decided to jump into my first online coaching course. And that was with, that was with Tony Robbins and learning all his tactics, tools and strategies of how he creates huge shifts in his clients. And, um, yeah, I went from feeling this, 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 uh, pit in my stomach of uncertainty and doubt and worry, um, cause I didn't know what to do with my life. Um, and that sort of transferred into a lot of drive and a lot of passion, a lot of curiosity. And that's when I, you know, really started moving back to Melbourne where I'm from and, and started my, my online coaching business. Right. And how did you overcome the pattern of what you discovered was holding? Yeah. You? I mean, I was sort of growing my business and I was, um, I was really getting into the space of, you know, you know, getting 10 K months and all those different things. And, and I started succeeding and, um, was really loving it. And then all of a sudden I wasn't getting the results. All of a sudden I, I, uh, I, I lost some clients and I remember thinking back, um, uh, like 12, 12 months ago, probably now or even further. Um, there was one point where I was, hadn't, uh, had any new clients. And so the income was drying up and then um, due to some circumstances, a client of mine had to refund. And I remember going basically feeling like I was back to ground zero and being like, what the hell is going on here? You know, I was succeeding and I'm doing all the same stuff and I'm not too sure what's happening. And that was when I started really meditating and doing extensive, uh, you know, longer period uh, meditations in silence because I realized within myself, I was, growing my business in order to fill this void within myself that said, I need to succeed in order to feel enough, in order to feel worthy. Right. And so, um, this is what I describe as my inner five-year-old and we all have inner five-year-olds within us that are still running these patterns that we described earlier. Yeah. And so I had a, a five-year-old within me that learned the pattern 
and it held the belief that I need to succeed in order to feel enough, right? In order to be worthy. And so this five-year-old was like coming to the conscious, my conscious awareness and in the form of fear. And then I would try to succeed in order to make the five-year-old feel better. Right. Mm-hmm. What that was no longer in my expansion. It was no longer in my expansion to move, uh, to, to succeed in order to feel in, in order to make that five-year-old feel better. It was now in my expansion to look at the five-year-old instead of avoiding the five-year-old, instead of uh, judging the five-year-old, instead of resisting the five-year-old, it was now in my expansion to look at the five-year-old and actually hear what this five-year-old has to say and provide unconditional love for this five-year-old that believes this innocent belief. And that's what I, that's what I really start to tap into when I uh, help people when, when I, when I help them shift from avoiding an emotion and avoiding and resisting an emotion into actually feeling it into actually seeing what this, you know, seeing what, why this five-year-old believes this pattern and how to hold space for that fear, hold space, a loving safe space for that fear that exists. um, So they don't avoid a side of themselves. And that's when I find people really start to shift and they start to elevate their level of consciousness. Yeah, absolutely. Going back and doing inner child work, right, is uh, some of the most profound work anyone can do, really. And I've done that myself in the last few years, gone back to the three-year-old me and, uh, you know, tried to give her a a safe, happy environment to grow up in so that she could achieve her fullest potential and, you know, have success and have a good life and be happy. And it's the most incredible work, honestly. Congratulations on doing that. Yeah, it's like a, it's a, it's, it's, it's very scary to start with if, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't, you know, done it before, mm-hmm. um, because we're, we're trained, we're conditioned if we have fear to, or any uncomfortable emotion in terms of frustration or doubt or worry, we're taught that that's wrong and we should either avoid it by distracting ourselves or doing something different or, or resisting it, saying that it, it's wrong, saying that we need to feel something different. We need to be fixed. Right. Mm-hmm. And the way I describe that, it's almost like if there's a five-year-old in the park, let's say you're in the park and someone else's five-year-old walks up to you and you can see there's love in their eyes, but you can also see that they're scared. Let's say they don't know where their parents are. And that's almost like the child coming up to you for safety. And then you say, go away until you feel better. Yeah. Or you say to that, you say to that five-year-old, it's wrong. You're feeling this way. You shouldn't be sad or you need to be fixed, right? You should be feeling something different. Yeah. Like, Don't of course cry. we wouldn't do that. Right. No, of course we wouldn't do that. But that's no. what we do to our internal five-year-olds when they come up in the form of, of fear, of doubt, of worry, of, of sadness, whatever it may be. Those are our internal five-year-olds coming to our conscious awareness. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are trained to when that comes up, avoid it or resist it right mm-hmm. instead of, instead of just providing the loving safe space for it to be there because no fear or doubt or worry can continue to be in a space where it's actually seen or it's actually loved or it's actually understood but yeah. all fear will continue in a space where it where you don't want it to be there right it's the classic saying of whatever resists persists 
Yeah. Now, do you think we kind of try to shove it down and keep it quiet because it's too uncomfortable to deal with, or we think we're beyond that point and we should have our lives figured out? And why does this five-year-old kid keep bung coming up and bugging me? Um, he's just, you know, raising its ugly head about an incident that happened when I was young. But, you know, if we actually paid attention to it and healed and helped that little five-year-old child, we could go on to accomplish success after success because we've actually dealt with the issue at hand yeah and i find it, it depends what's in your expansion so for me i found initial success getting into a lot of the work where i was avoiding a side of myself i was pushing and striving and hustling right and i was shifting my state and using all of these uh, nlp techniques to reframe my thoughts and doing all these different things and i found i found success you know i built my, my coaching business and I was doing all those different things um, despite avoiding the side of myself. And that's because I was moving from like a victim mentality. So um, a victim level of consciousness into an achiever. Mm -hmm. And so because it was in my expansion, I find that's why I was getting the results. And, um, and so it was in my expansion to, you know, almost push down that side of me and, and, and go out and achieve instead of looking at the five-year-old. But, but then, you I felt it would have had it, to have been dealt with at some point in time though, would you not assume? Yes, exactly. That's because after a point, after a certain point, that was no longer in my expansion. It was no longer in my evolution to continue that way, right? I ne that's why I found I was no longer getting the external results and feeling the way I wanted to feel um, because that was no longer in my expansion. It was now in my expansion to actually stop taking action and actually just start looking in, start looking at the patterns of why I was taking action in the first place. Mm. And that's, that's when I, I decided to actually sit down and I, I started meditating extensively in silence about eight months ago. And the first day I did it, I did it for six hours. Now, a lot of people are going to freak out and say, Oh my God, I can't do that. Um, and you don't have to, this isn't it. You know, it's not for everyone. Um, but I did it for an ex a personal experiment just to see what would come up because I started realizing that your emotions are actually started uh, actually coming up so they can come out. They're actually coming up because they're ready to transcend. They're ready to be released. Yeah. But when we resist and push them down, we, they just stay pushed down and they just grow unconsciously. So I just sat in my chair for six hours in one day and just noticed all of the patterns that came up. It was total non-resistance. It was just allowing everything in terms of thoughts feelings patterns whatever it may be and i had so many emotions of fear of uh, of uncertainty around my business of doubts around money and fears around money um, i had sadness come up around past relationships that i had no clue was there uh, and so i just i just provided the space for all of that to come up and all of that to be seen and all of that to be loved and what i realized is that as they as those patterns as those emotions started leaving I actually started accessing like a, a bottomless pit of just creativity and inspiration and passion and love and joy and all those different things that, you know, just an unlimited well of resourcefulness. And that's what started flowing through me instead of fear. I just had inspiration and love. And I just remember, you know, just getting heart, my heart's nudge that said, you know, take this action, use this guidance and, and, and I just started getting answers and started flowing through. And that's when I started realizing that I was moving from an achiever to what I call the receiver. It's like 
instead of going out there and achieving, I was now sitting down and looking at the patterns so that I could start receiving higher level answers and start receiving guidance and start taking action from that place that's now guided, it's in flow, it's aligned, and I can, uh, I can now tap into my, my purpose of why I'm here. And that's, that was a huge, huge shift. That's magnificent. I mean, that is the way to do it. And it sounds to me like you can't have both living in the same body at the same time. One will outweigh the other. Is that kind of the, what you will think? Like if, if you had all this success and receiver uh, aspect to you, but it only came up after you put the fear away, you know, do you know what I mean? Does that make sense to you? Yeah, like I mean, they can exist, but they can't be equal players. One can't yeah. shine without the other, you know, kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, it depends. It depends. You can you can definitely hold space for both, but yeah, there is a there is a level of resourcefulness that is divided here. It's like it, it's almost like when you sit down and meditate, what comes up is meant to come up. That's one thing I know for sure. Mm-hmm. And you're, it's almost, you're, it's almost out of your control what comes up. So a lot of people want to grow a successful business or be successful in their career or whatever. And when they sit down in silence that they actually have, they like, they sit down so they can get some guidance, but what comes up is judgment, fear of judgment, for example. Mm-hmm. And I say that's, it's, it's all in perfect harmony because of course you need to overcome your fear of judgment in order to go out there and succeed in the way you want to. Right. Yes. People who are growing personal brands, for example, uh, you know, how successful are you going to be in growing a personal brand online if you have this fear of judgment, right? Of course, you have to overcome those fears first. And so it is true. You can, they definitely will use different resources. Um, so the more you're tapped into your, you know, the more you tapped into that, the more you can, um, the more you can hold space. But what I found also is that you can definitely hold space for both. You ne- won't necessarily tap into the resourcefulness and get high level answers while you're feeling this fear, but you can definitely, what I found is you can definitely feel fear, doubt, frustration, worry, and also feel deep inner peace at the same time. I felt this and it's, it's a really different level of high level of awareness and really a different level of separation from your, from the patterns. Um, but I remember crying from past relationships, like sadness from past relationships. And while I was crying, the reason why I felt in a peace as well is because I just allowed it to be there. I didn't have any resistance. I didn't think I needed to change. I didn't think it need, you know, needed to go away. I just was there and I was just feeling and just, and I provided myself with a lot of peace because I remember also thinking that I'm totally fine with feeling all emotion. And if I can feel all emotion and I'm okay feeling all emotion, then there's nothing I can't achieve. And that was a real big breakthrough for me because while I was feeling sad, I was also feeling peace. And then I realized that there's a lot that we can actually explore when we hold that space for ourselves. And we actually love doing this. For example, how many people have gone to see the Titanic, right? The movie. Mm-hmm. it's huge. Like it's one of the most popular movies ever, but that's a sad movie, right? Why the hell do we go to watch a sad movie? <laughs> if we, if we avoid being sad, if we hate being sad, we love being sad, right? We love that emotional uh, variety. It's just, we finally provide ourselves the opportunity 
to have that, to experience that when we're able to do that without resistance. Mm-hmm. When you're in the movie, you give yourself total permission to cry or to feel sad or to be in this story. But then when it happens to yourself in your own life, all of a sudden something's wrong, right? Yes. But there's total peace. You can have total peace while you feel this spectrum of emotions if you allow yourself to just be in non-resistance, right? You just allow and you just welcome everything, knowing that what's emerging is an internal five-year-old that has a particular belief that needs to be seen and needs to be loved. Yeah. So you say, okay, you're here. Thank you. I'm acknowledging that you're here. You're going to be teaching me something or I'm going to be learning something from you. Or if you're no longer serving me a purpose, you can move on and fill that space up with love and and happiness and whatever else you need to fill it up with. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. So how do people start living to their potential? I mean, that's really where, where it starts. It's, it's, if it feels in your expansion, if it feels scary to sit in silence, that's the reason why you have to do it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You don't have to do it for huge amounts. Right. But like I do it two hours a day. So I've been doing it two hours a day for the last seven or eight months. I'm, I'm never going to change that. It's, it's from, from what I can see now, it's just provides such, you know, such peace and, and love in my life. Um, but that's not in everyone's expansion. So everyone's a little, everyone's a bit different, but once you start to sit in silence or at least provide this space of allowing all emotions and starting to see these patterns for what they are, you can actually start to tap into your deeper levels of creativity and love and joy and abundance. Mm-hmm. And that's when you can start pouring out this, this internal guidance, right? This internal guidance. You can actually start to follow your heart that will give you an indication of what to do next. And so I find building a business or building a career or building a relationship or whatever you want to achieve in life, building it from what flows out of you through that work is profound. It is, it is not only will you feel deep levels of resourcefulness, but the world will respond to what you feel inside, right? And who you are and who you're being. And if you feel this level of peace and abundance and love and connection, whatever it may be, you can really start putting one foot in front of the other, following that guidance. And uh, the world will just respond. The world will respond because you've, you've, you're, you're tapping into your, uh, your expansion. You're tapping into a heightened level of, of consciousness that is, that is able to add more value to the world, right? Able, where you're able to contribute and make a difference and be an example and the reason why you're here. And that's why, that's why I find if people build a business or, or build their success from that place, that's when you, you can't not thrive. It's just, it, it, you're just at one with yourself and therefore you're at one with life. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're allowing and opening up yourself to more abundance and more good things and more happiness. And yeah, how can you not win? And Tyson, when someone sits down to meditate and be quiet and sit within quiet for the first few times, you mentioned that uh, all kinds of things are going to pop up into your head. But, you know, I, I, I'm sitting here at my computer thinking, okay, everyone needs to turn off their computer, turn off their cell phones, sit quietly, sit comfortably, not be distracted, <laughs> do some breathing, and to get into your space of just listening. Mm. Would you yeah, agree? Is that it. how you do yours? Yeah, totally. And, uh, and you know, 
what you'll find, notice how it will feel scary, but that's exactly the reason why I did it. I'm like, my thoughts were, it feels scary to sit down in silence and not do anything. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's how I know that taking action was from fear because I fear not doing it. Right. Right. I, I, I was feeling, I was feeling fear around not taking action. Cause I'm like, who am I, if I'm not my action, who mm -hmm. am I, if I, if I'm not out there achieving or, or, or you know, doing my to-do list. It's like um, you're but not that's doing the, that's enough the, then, right? You're not yeah. doing it enough. Yes. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so this is what, this is why I love incorporating ancient wisdom. So I've been studying the Tao Te Ching and uh, Buddhism, all these different things. And I'm, I'm now known in my online community. I'm now known for the person who's like integrating ancient wisdom with, with modern day business. Um, but this is what I find when you sit and meditate, just feel how it's scary, but also feel how it's expansive. It feels expansive. It feels like you're breaking some patterns. It feels like you're, uh, you know, you're, you're starting to look at a different side of you, right? Mm -hmm. And what's in your expansion is often what you haven't been doing. So some people it's in their expansion to move off the couch, right? If they're, if they're their whole life, they've um, been on the couch and, and, you know, taken not non-action. But what I find now for a lot of achievers, a lot of people who are pushing and striving and hustling, it's now in your expansion to practice what Lao Tzu calls non-action, and when you practice non-action, you actually, it's, it's death to your egoic mind, right? It's death to the patterns and the stories that you've been running for, you know, decades. But what also opens up is a different level of expansion where you start to elevate your level of consciousness. And instead of trying to go out there and find answers, you're actually starting to realize that you're the answer that you are looking for. You are the answer you're looking for. And when you sit down in silence, like you said, you can just observe everything. Some days you'll tap into deeper levels of connection and creativity and love. Other days you can just notice your mind going crazy for an hour, you know, <laughs> and that's still in your heightened levels of, of awareness and heightened levels of consciousness. But what I would suggest is just recognize that you can just allow everything and you'll catch yourself wanting to place expectations on your, uh, on your meditation. You go, Oh, but I don't know how to do it. Cause my mind will go crazy. Or uh, I, I meditated for now, but I, it, it just didn't do anything for me. I didn't feel a connection or love, whatever. And that's you placing expectations, right? But yeah. if you sit down in silence, what I found is everything that's meant to happen will happen. And everything that did happen was meant to happen. And so when you sit down in silence, you just provide yourself that opportunity to whatever's trying to emerge so that it can move on so that it can transcend so that it can leave you just provide that space to do so now when you haven't done this a lot will come up <laughs> a lot will come up so it's really it's it's a spiritual journey to just be there and just watch all of it feel everything notice all of the thoughts notice all the patterns notice you wanting to stop to so that you can email someone or or you say oh i'll, I'll do it after i contact this person and and phone calls and, and the to-do list and all those different things. Notice all of those start to come up and just to feel it and just deepen your levels of surrender, deepen your levels of surrender to everything that's happening. And what you'll find is that patterns will start melting away. You'll start finding that your identity starts melting away, right? Identity of, you know, who you are is your action or your money or your relationships. And so the, who you are starts melting away. And then you're actually left with a lot of uncertainty. You're left with a lot of doubt because you're like, who am I if 
I'm not all of these things or all this thing I'm doing, right? Or how I label myself. Mm-hmm. And that's a deep question you can start asking yourself because what you'll start to realize is you're a heightened levels of, of consciousness, right? You're a spiritual being having a, a human experience. And you actually start tapping into that high level of consciousness when you actually just sit there and you just, and you just notice everything coming up and leaving, coming up and leaving. And uh, what I find is that deep in a work, if, if that's part of your practice, uh, you'll follow your heart with more guidance and more clarity than if you were just taking action from a, from a pattern of fear. Wow. That's amazing. And just let the experiences come up. Just whatever is like you said, ever, whatever is coming up that day is there for a reason. So don't say I'm going to just shove that one back down until next week. No, deal with it right away and just let it transcend or move on to wherever it needs to be because it no longer owns you. And that's the best part of it. Well, Tyson, thank you so much. Is there anything else you would like to leave the listeners with today? Oh, so much. How much time do you have? <laughs> I could talk about this for hours, but it's kind of, you know, one thing I would, uh, one thing I, I'd, I'd leave people with is, uh, you know, the fascinating thing about being human is, you know, you're here to do something. You know, you're here to do something more. Like it's like um, Bronnie Weir, uh, who's an Australian, who's a palliative care nurse. A lot of people have read the book of the, the five, um, the five regrets of the dying. And the number one, regret of people who are dying is that they wish they had the courage to live the life that was true to them, Mm. right? The life they knew they were meant to live instead of the expectations of others. Right. So we all have this thing that's in us, this calling that says, this is the difference I want to make in the world, or this is my passion, or this is what I want to follow. And I find that fascinating but also you can just tap into the side of you tap into your heart and realize there is something that you want to do in the world. There is something that you're being called towards. The question is, are you following that calling? And if you don't know what that calling is, then doing this in a work will help you gain clarity. And that's what I've been helping a lot of people do is actually gain a lot of clarity around this calling that's within them, whether that's build a business, whether that's follow their, you know, painting career, whether it's, Uh, getting in a relationship that they know is in their expansion, whatever it may be, but you have something in you that you're being called towards and it it will always lead to something along the lines of your expansion, where you want to grow and also what you want to contribute, something you want to contribute to the world. And it's very, very hard to tap into that while you continue to run your patterns of fear and your patterns of doubt and your patterns of worry. Um, I find it's in, if it's in your expansion to sit down and just feel all that and transcend all of that, this inner calling will come through. This inner calling will come through from your heart. And following that is just what I find is the biggest, it's, it's, it's the biggest journey you can ever be on is following this inner calling that's within you. And so this deep inner work is, is really where you can start to start to tap into that and start following that, that journey. Oh, absolutely. And everyone is so worth it. We need to find out, we each need to find out what our journey is and you know actually thank you for the meditation advice i'm actually going to start employing that tomorrow morning thank Go you for it. yeah you're welcome yeah because i do a lot of uh, similar things that you do uh with just a little bit of a twist but you know i've done a lot of inner work myself and, and you can't live with fear and all those other things at the same time as you know really showing the world what you're made of or showing yeah. the bright light that's within you 
it's it's all within us and we all just need to let it out stop worrying about the fear so much mm, you got definitely, it definitely well tyson thank you so much now did you have a favorite quote that you wanted to share or favorite saying yeah i mean there's so many there's so mm-hmm. many quotes i mean i'm a big reader and i love learning but one of the things that always resonates with me is is the quote that all answers come in silence all your deep answers that you're after will always come in silence. Uh, and that's something that I've remembered in my life is just that instead of trying to find the answers outside of us, we can always remember that the answers are, are within and they come when you actually just sit down and, and, and pay attention to silence. Um, Cause that's in, in that space, you're not run by your egoic patterns. And so, that's where all the deep answers are found. And that's where you'll start to find that your journey will be, you know, so much more enriched and fulfilling when you start to listen to that side of you. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. So thank you so much, Tyson, for being with us today and for giving our listeners this great insight into, you know, just being yourself and, and you are enough. And that's the whole thing. We are enough and we're, Sometimes we're more than enough, (laughs) but you know what? It's all good. And so we all need to start practicing these exercises starting now. No more excuses. Correct. Correct. Don't delay. I mean, what you're, what you're delaying is already in you and you know, whether you know it or not, or whether you register with it or not, you know, these patterns are still in you still running your, your decisions, your actions, your moods, your results, right? They're still all in you running these things. And so paying attention and actually just doing this deep inner work, uh, you know, you're going to get these lessons regardless. You know, one thing I always say is that these deep lessons of consciousness and and your expansion, you're going to get those lessons. A lot of people wait uh, until they run run into, uh, you know, chaos or they run into a tragedy until they learn these lessons right? Like Mm -hmm. for example, with right now at the time of this recording, it's COVID, COVID COVID-19. And a lot of people are now hit with the realization that, oh my God, I've I've been in a job that I've hated for 19 years, right? Mm -hmm. And now it's falling apart. And now they're actually starting to realize that I was living a, a, you know, I was in a fantasy that where I was going to follow my dream, but this isn't my dream, right? All of someone has a death in the family, and all of a sudden they realize they tap into a deeper knowing that, oh my God, it's actually love that matters most, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people wait till they have those types of uh, tragedies until they get these lessons. Um, this is, you know, in ancient wisdom or, uh, you know, especially when it comes to Zen, they call this, uh, they call it Satori and, and Kensho. It's like Kensho is when you get these insights through pain and Satori is when you get them through insight. What I found is that if you sit in silence and you do this work, you get these insights in that way, right? You get them through, through insight and through meditation and through your deep inquiry instead of in Kensho, which is through pain and through tragedy. Right. And so you're going to learn these lessons either way, but it's really up to you in terms of how you do that. Right. And apparently we all have the answers deep within us. We just need to look. That's it. Yeah. Well, thanks so much again, Tyson. And I want to thank everyone. I want to have you back, Tyson, as well. I think we have a lot of conversations we could have around this aspect. So 
Um, thanks again for being with us on Powering Through Life. And listeners, I want you to get in touch with Tyson. Tyson, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, sure. So I have, if you're a business owner, you're a heart center business owner, um, I have an online community, which is a, a Facebook group. It's over a thousand members now of people who are uh, collaborating and doing this inner work. And so the, the Facebook group's called Connect, Contribute, Collaborate. So it's Connect, Contribute, Collaborate. Um, you, can, you can find me there if, if you love, you know, if you love the, the Facebook groups and, and building an online community and collaborating. Um, or you can always just jump over to tysoncoaching.com. That's where a lot of my, uh, a lot of my further links uh, are to, to other platforms and my podcast and all those different things. Um, so it really depends on what platform works for you, but there, there are some ways that can, you, can, you can jump over now. Fantastic. So where there's a will, there's a way you can find Tyson. And I highly recommend that you get in touch with this young man and see how he can help you find the peace in your life that you're so searching for. So once again, Tyson, thank you. And thanks for listening to Powering Through Life. Well, Divas, that brings to a close another great, inspiring interview on Powering Through Life. Thank you to my incredible guests for sharing your story with us. Divas, if you would like to connect with my guests, just go to divasthatcare.com, click on my picture at the top, that's Teresa Sims, and there you can access all of my interviews. Don't be shy, reach out if you have any questions, or simply just leave us a comment. Also, you can contact me at my website, that's teresasims.com. Thank you for listening to Powering Through Life on the Divas That Care Network. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.